0: Welcome everybody to the Tribe Church Podcast. This is a podcast designed for those who are interested in learning more about Tribe Church, our core values, beliefs, and starting September 16th, the messages that are delivered each Sunday. My name is Pastor Matt Dilley.
1: And my name is Pastor Carrie Dilley, and today we will be continuing our study of wisdom.
0: So today we're starting off with uh, Proverbs 19.23, which says, The fear of the Lord leads to life. Then one rests content, untouched by trouble. And really what we're going to be talking about today in general is uh, contentment and how what we have currently is a culture of comparison.
1: I agree with that. I think that that's absolutely true. And I do see that the culture of comparison by constantly comparing yourself to what other people have and maybe wanting what other people have does like lead to trouble, just which is exactly what it says in Proverbs
0: 19:23. So what we do is, uh, you know, the culture of comparison. Um, well, Proverbs actually talks about it. A heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. And really what it is, is it is envy. It is envy of what other people have or what mm-hmm. what we feel like we are not having that we feel like we should have. Right. Um, and comparison makes life about one. It makes it about the wrong uh, perspective, which basically what we're saying with that, with the wrong uh, perspective, is that a lot of times the what we value or what we feel like we should value isn't really what we should be valuing.
1: I think what you're trying to say is that when you have the wrong perspective – It's really hard to be content with what you have. If you're looking at things from someone else's point of view, it would be really hard for you to be content with what you have Mm -hmm. at this moment. And and the other thing that I've seen now that we're kind of older adults, we're not like older, older adults, because I know that anyone older than about 35 is going to (laughs) come at us. But like what you have in any one given season of life is not necessarily going to stay that way. Right. Um, and so I think being content is, is a daily choice. If, you know, we, if I was content six years ago, we're in a completely different place. We don't even live in the same town that we did six years ago. We don't have the same jobs that we did six years ago.
0: Right. That's true. And also, you know, that leads comparison. So it makes it about the wrong perspective, but it also makes it about the wrong uh, presumption. And mm-hmm. so a lot of times when we look at those people around us and we look at uh, their situation, We feel like if we were in that situ, if we were in that situation, that we would have more happiness. We would have more Mm -hmm. um, uh, contentment in our lives. But the reality is, contentment isn't about like a season. Contentment isn't about um, what you have. Contentment is about a reckon. Like it's like I'm trying to explain that. So contentment, like people want to look at it as if I had that. Then that then, would
1: be enough.
0: Right. But It, will never, it will never be enough. It will never be enough. Like So really contentment is being content with what you have regardless of where you're at, regardless of what season you're at. And so contentment isn't based off of your financial stability Mm -hmm. or like the, your current status in life Mm -hmm. contentment has nothing to do with that. Contentment is contentment in spite of that.
1: Right. And I think when we talk about presumption, I think sometimes we presume that this is easy for that person or that has come easily for that person. And I think a lot of times people are like ducks, like they're just sort of smoothly sailing across the water, but underneath the surface, those little feet are going just as fast as they can. You are a person who wasn't super content Um, you know, and you've really, really grown in that. Do you want to talk about that?
0: (laughs) No, okay. (laughs) Um, so I would say that it's something that I'm continually growing in. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's never been for me. Um, I think for some people, this is their struggle, and and that's that I don't, I don't, um, um, you know want to demean that at all but like mm-hmm. it, for me it's never been a struggle of like i want what others have right or
1: no i
0: want to have like a I status yeah i was gonna say like i want a status symbol mm-hmm. of saying like ooh, look what i have right it's it's never been like that for me it's very much been a um, one i love you know i like having things before like everyone else uh-huh. and it's not because i want to be like hey look i have this before you
1: you want to try
0: new stuff. It's because I want to try new stuff. Right. And I, I want to like be on the front end of that. And I don't even have like there's been times where I've bought like a thing like the day it's come out or whatever and not told anybody. I mean I've told you, but you know, you see it in I, my hands. So I it's don't hard count. to it's hard to ignore. But I don't even tell anybody about it because it's not about that sort of getting that envy the from symbol. them. No, not at all. So I wish I could say that it it was like that because then I could explain it more. So for me Like, being content is, um, it's tough because I'm not driven by that. Like, I'm driven by, like, just this sort of desire to be on the front end of everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm driven by a desire to um, obtain, like, things, you know what I mean?
1: Right. And do you think that that's because, until you really learned to be content in what we have and content in what God has provided for us, that you put more trust in things than you did people.
0: I would say it's probably true. Yeah. And I would, I would also say that it's not something that like, for me at least, it's not something that's just gone away. Like I, I have moments where I'm like, you know, I did this and I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have bought this thing or whatever. But in general, especially over the last like year or so... Um, even longer oh, than no, that. No, I was,
1: no, this has been a long time coming. Right. Like I just mean. You've made huge gains over the last, huge gains in contentment over the last six, seven, eight years.
0: I just mean too, over the last like year and a half, like I, I have felt it's, it's tough for me to look around and think about like, I mean, maybe in, in part of me struggles because I'm like, is the, is it the new stuff that comes out just doesn't interest me? Um, because honestly, like when I see new stuff now, like a lot of times I think I don't need that. Mm -hmm. And so maybe it is a, is a, a, heart change in me that I haven't even noticed because like, I don't, I don't know if I would have wanted it, you know, 10 years ago or if, or if now it just doesn't hold the interest that it did.
1: I think, I think it goes personally. I think for you, it goes back to you used to put your trust in things and not people. And not that things started letting you down, but I think as we have surrounded ourselves with our tribe of people, um, you have discovered that you can, there are people in your life that you can really, truly, truly trust Mm -hmm. um, on on a deep and intimate level. Yeah, that's true. And I think that that sort of quells some of that desire for the newest and best.
0: Sure, yeah. It does. It does, and and I'm. I think it's still like a journey, um, right? You know, for me.
1: And you're. It, there's nothing wrong with being like, oh my gosh, I can turn off all the lights in my house with my voice. That's super cool. Okay, well,
0: that took a long time to it accomplish. Did, I know. Like, <laughs> I didn't buy all that stuff all at one time. Like that was like a slow thing.
1: I know, but like. And I s- don't
0: spend stuff like. There's just a lot of stuff that I don't do. Like I'm not a car guy. You know what I mean? Like no. I'm not into that at all. Like I don't have like. I do have like a lot of hobbies. But I don't have, like, those um, sort of, like, you lose a whole weekend kind of thing. No. You know what I mean? Like, no. I don't have anything like
1: that. And you don't have anything, like, I know my dad, for instance, has two major hobbies, but they're both wildly expensive. And, like, we ran out of gifts for him on those hobbies, like, a long time ago because the things in the $50 range that my brother and I could afford, like.
0: Yeah, the, the hobbies that I have, like, yeah, you're going to spend, like, probably, like, 20 to $50 on something. But like you don't have to do that like every weekend and you don't right. have to drop like $700 yeah, on or $1,000 or, $1, like yeah, or $2,000. I can look at our boarding game collection and be like, oh, that's probably like, you know, $1,000 worth of stuff. Right. But, but I didn't buy it all at no, one time. Was like I bought one it over at, like
1: one at a time. years. And yeah. birthdays and Christmases and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. We kind of derailed a little bit, but I think it's really good because I do think that this is a this has been a huge area of growth for you. Over the last couple of years. and thank you for saying that. I think you're awesome.
0: I know that uh, that was like, you know, for for us, that was definitely not like, we've never had like, in my opinion, super major issues, but that was definitely an issue in our marriage was sort of that aspect of me.
1: Well, I used to say that I could tell if you were upset about something, like really upset about something because you would buy Apple products. And I feel like, I I do absolutely feel like, I, I used to jokingly say that, but it was true. Like... You were upset one time about something like big, something really big, and you didn't have the words to say it. And so you bought a video iPod when video iPods first came out. And the video iPod was awesome, and I loved it. But (laughs) I also knew that.
0: Got a lot of use out of it.
1: The next time you came home and you had an iPad, like a 3G iPad, it was a
0: big deal. It was a big deal.
1: Um, I remember I was changing Bailey's diaper, and you came in and you were like, I bought an iPad and I knew that you weren't happy in your career and that you wanted to make a full career change. And like, I knew that in my mind, but I didn't like know it, know it. Do you know what I mean? And I remember like looking at that iPad and thinking, Oh, he's like, he's really upset. Like he's maybe even depressed or, or whatever. And like, now we've had this huge thing that happened in our life last year that was, traumatic and um none of that happened for you like mm-hmm. you leaned into people and surrounded yourself with people and that's awesome oh, thank you you're welcome
0: so comparison uh, we talked about makes life about the wrong perspective we talk about the wrong presumption which that was a little bit of a derailment but we still covered that I, I, think. It's,
1: I think we've covered it well
0: and then it also makes it about the wrong person so you're when you get into the game of comparison, you're you're making you're making life about someone else instead of God. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, instead of your relationship with God. And so, really, you know, when we talk about the secret to contentment, the Bible talks about this in a couple of different ways. In uh, Ecclesiastes four six, it says, "Better one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind." So basically, what this is saying it's it's better to have like peace in your life than like. Than have more, but have like toil and like like issues.
1: If you think of it in terms of like housing, like the housing market is really booming right now. And so maybe you're looking at your little you know, 1,500 square foot house and thinking I could probably sell this and make a profit. But if you move into a 5,000 square foot house, you might have to like work extra hours or it might really stress your budget or whatever. And it's just not worth it. If you can be content with what you have, it's worth, you know, that's worth more than having a whole lot, but having a ton of trouble. It's better to have a small amount of something than to have like a large amount of it and it be like a lot of trouble to maintain it or something like that.
0: The ESV version of that says better is a handful of quietness than two hands full of toil and, a st- and striving after wind. I also think the uh, chasing after the wind is really funny because like you can't capture the wind. And I think that's no. really what it's talking about, too, is like. You, what you're chasing after is unattainable. Mm-hmm. And really what you're chasing after is happiness, which is just a temporary feeling. Mm-hmm. What we talk about as Christians is joy, like joy right. from Christ, which is is more of a disposition than mm-hmm. like a feeling. It's more of a, like a state of mind. It's more of a conscious choice that you're making than an emotional feeling, which happiness is like an emotional feeling. And there's nothing wrong with happiness, but I think when you chase happiness... Like, you will find it wanting because it's, it's only for a moment, you know? Like, when you, even if it's through something, like, if there's that job that you really, really want, like, it's going to be great. But then after, like, a month or two, your happiness from that, like, move or choice diminishes. And the same thing happens with, like, buying a new car or, like, even, like, anything. Like, anything that happens, your happiness over time is going to diminish because, like, the, the newness wears off. And really, that's why I think... Happiness is such a dangerous thing to chase after because it's absolutely absolutely always slipping through your fingers like Mm -hmm. the wind. And Philippians also says, I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength.
1: I think we have to keep in mind like those words were not received, you know, from God at the top of a mountain. And like, God was like, Hey, tell people this, like an actual person wrote those words. And if I'm not mistaken, those words were written from a jail cell. Is that correct? Um, look at that. Go me. (laughs) I just high fived myself. Um, Yeah, those words were written from a jail cell. And it says, I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. And that's not a guy who's, you know, talking from his air-conditioned, you know, house or, you know, somebody with a belly full of food. This is a guy who's in prison. That's awesome.
0: Right, because he's learned to be content because he doesn't find his joy or his strength. In like the external, he right. finds it internally with right. his relationship with Jesus, and it's a it's a, a decision, an active decision that he's making.
1: Right. So now, how do we do that?
0: Well, I think one, you have to realize what you have. Mm-hmm. I think you have to make sure that um, you're completely honoring what God has already given you, the state that you're already in, and as I think sometimes people are like. I find that difficult, but I'm like, you know what? When you wake up in the morning and you have breath in your lungs, right. like even if you couldn't get out of bed, the fact that you're still alive is mm-hmm. something to be thankful for, the fact that you still have something you left to do. Mm-hmm. Um, First Timothy 1, 15 through 17 says, Here's a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. But for that very reason I was shown mercy, so that in me the worst of sinners... Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. Now, to the king eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen.
1: I think another thing we have to do is we have to realize where that source of contentment comes from. And it comes from God. It's only it's only able to come from God. Philippians 2, 12 through 13 says, Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but, not, but much more now in my absence, continue to work out your, for your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good purpose.
0: Also in First Timothy, it says, "Yet true godliness with contentment is itself great wealth." So, being content really is the true measure of having great wealth and having having what you, Amen. You know, are, are desiring. What's interesting about like Paul, when we read that verse in First Timothy one fifteen, you know, he's talking about him. He's the worst of sinners. Paul was a Christian killer. That's what he did at first. Like he killed. Christians, and he's, he's saying, like, I'm the worst of sinners. Christ Jesus displayed his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. We have to understand, like, what, like, he could look at his His situation and, and say, like, look what I've done, look at all these kind of things, but he has to realize what God has done through him and what God is continuing mm-hmm. to do through him. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really important that we realize what we have and that God is the source of that, knowing that all of that comes from God. That
1: everything comes from God, Absolutely.
0: And our third thing is we have to live our life on mission. Um, In Philippians, it says, or sorry, Philippians 3.12, it says, not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press onward towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. So he's talking about living a life that is in pursuit of Christ and living in pursuit of what God has called for your life. And sometimes I think that's difficult for people to determine. It's difficult to determine what your purpose is. And that's partly what we're doing at Tribe Church is help you discover what your purpose is, and honestly, I know no matter what it is, your purpose is definitely uh, to love Jesus Christ, to serve others, and Mm -hmm. to help transform lives for Him, like your life has been transformed. I know that's true. That is is the purpose for all of our lives, and what form that takes, I think it's different for every person, but the reality is, that's the truth, though. That's the truth. That's what we're here to do, and when you are living in Christ Jesus, and you are helping Chains hearts and minds Like through you know him uh, Your life will be a joy everlasting An everlasting joy And and a a never ending spring
1: And contentment will come easier And easier over time
0: So the the little bit of wisdom from this one is Contentment fills me with life And fortifies me from my circumstances I
1: love that
0: Because it's not about your circumstances It's not about the external Mm -hmm. It's an internal choice That we make every single day to find contentment in our situation. Yep. So thanks everybody for listening to the Tribe Church Podcast. If you're interested in learning more about Tribe Church, you can always go on our Facebook or Instagram at Tribe Church Plainfield.
1: Matt spent a lot of time last week uh, revamping the Tribe Church website. So if you have not had a chance to check it out at www.tribechurch.info, you should really go and take a look because he put a lot of time and a lot of effort into it, and it looks amazing.
0: Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Also, you can continue listening to this podcast and subscribe and be kept up to date with everything that's going on with Tribe Church, including our launch, which is, I think, nine weeks away, September 16th at the AMC in Plainfield, Harry Crossing. Thanks everybody for listening. Bye.